Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. And what I wanted to share with you guys today is a little bit about my background with weight cutting as a amateur and professional athlete, and all of the crazy, extreme fad diets, quick fixes that I've done over the years that really made things so much harder for me to lose weight and sustain it later on and how I've recovered from that. And really, it's a big part of why I coach women the way I do now and why I get so passionate and so like fired up when I see people still doing these ridiculous diets in these ridiculous ways that they think is just going to jumpstart their weight loss, or I'm just going to do this cleanse just to get me going, or this is just, I'm just going to do this extreme. I know it's extreme. I know it's not going to last, but I'm just going to do it just to get myself started. And a lot of us have this all or nothing mindset, which I completely can relate to. (laughs) Because as a crazy athlete, as a professional fighter, as somebody who's a very type A personality, I have lived in that black and white, all or nothing mindset for a long, long time. And really, it wasn't until motherhood that I really accepted the fact that for many seasons or many different areas of your life, you have to live in the gray sometimes. You have to just accept that the extreme is not sustainable and that it might take you longer, but if you do it the right way, it's so much better. It's just so much better. So to back up a little bit, I'm going to go way back 15 years ago to where I was 20 years old training for my very, not my very first, but one of my first kickboxing fights. I was living down here in Florida and I knew nothing about nutrition, nothing about dieting. And I had to lose 20 pounds to fight. I believe I had about two months, two months, 20 pounds. I was 150 pounds, maybe a little over, and I had agreed to fight at 130 pounds. Now, this is pre-Instagram. This is pre-knowing anything about how athletes and fighters cut weight. I knew nothing about water loading and water cutting and nothing about that. Didn't have access to a sauna. Didn't know anything about doing all of that stuff. All I knew was how to just train as a martial artist. I barely even knew how to lift weights. Barely even knew how to lift weights. I knew kickboxing and sparring and running. That's what I did. And so I would train really, really hard. I was working, teaching karate classes all throughout the day, training in the morning, training at night. And when it came to the diet, I had no idea what to do. So at 20 years old, I just looked through magazines and I looked through books And I tried to piece it together, but I didn't have anybody guiding me. And I didn't have any positive examples when I would see, you know, Beyonce on the cover of a magazine lost 20 pounds doing the master cleanse. I thought, hmm, she lost 20 pounds. I have 20 pounds to lose. Let me give it a try. And so that created a really negative association to me of like these quick fixes of like, I was just willing to try anything. I was so desperate. And it got to the point to where, you know, I was doing these crazy cleanses one after the next for two months, only eating fish and chicken and vegetables, definitely no carbs, and doing extremes amount of cardio and running. And then in between that, I would do these crazy cleanses, whether it was the master cleanse where you're only drinking a concoction of water, lemon, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, Or doing completely like green juices only, uh, going vegan. Like I did all of the crazy things, right? 
And long story short, I lost the 20 pounds, won my fight, yay. But then of course, I gained 25 pounds back. And that began this pattern that I repeated for the next 10 plus years of, okay, feeling like I'm fluffy, I'm 150 something pounds, um, I, you know, I should do another fight. And in the beginning, you know, to be honest with you guys, that was part of my motivation was like, okay, if I do a jujitsu competition, if I do a fight, it's going to force me to get into better shape. It's going to force me to lose the weight. And this time I'm going to keep it off afterwards. I'm really going to maintain. I'm really going to maintain at 130 pounds. I'm really going to keep the weight off. And I just kept, I'm a goal chaser. You know, I just kept putting that goal in front of me. And of course I had other motivations as far as why I fought and why I competed, but I'd be lying to you guys if I said that wasn't part of it, you know, and I think a lot of athletes can relate because you have that goal in front of you. You're like, okay, I have a competition. I have a fight on this date. Let's go. This gives me the reason to buckle down. This gives me the reason to say no to the sugar, to say no to the alcohol, to say no to the extra cake or desserts or candy, right? And it gives us that like pressure that we want, that we crave to make us be more disciplined. But what happens when you make weight? What happens when you reach the goal? You go off the deep end, right? You've restricted yourself so much that you make your goal. You're so happy. You're so excited. Fighters do this all the time. Jiu-Jitsu competitors do this all the time. And they celebrate. And everybody tells themselves, everybody tells themselves, If you're a competitor, you've said this to yourself, I'm just going to do it through the weekend. Monday, I start back on my diet. I'm going to, I'm going to maintain my weight. I'm not going to gain 20 pounds this time in between fight camps. And then what happens? Then the next weekend you go out. Then the next week you have this. Then the next week you have that. And you just, you end up repeating the same pattern. And whether you're a fighter or an athlete or not, I think many women especially can relate to this because, you know, we do something extreme. We, we sign on to this diet. It's super easy for us, right? It's a plan. It's a meal plan. It's drink this shake and eat these two bars and you can have one meal a day. And we're like, okay, I got this. This is really easy, right? And you're like, okay, I can stick to this. And you lose the 20 pounds and you're like, yes, I did it. But then life happens. The holidays, you go on vacation, your kid gets sick, you get sick. Something knocks you off the quote plan that was going so perfectly and you gain weight and then you beat yourself up and you repeat this cycle over and over and over again. And in the meantime, not even to mention, I haven't even gotten to this part yet, that what you are actually doing, besides going off the deep end in between every single diet phase that you do and gaining the weight back because you're just eating in such excess, but you're also making it harder for yourself to lose weight each time because you are, you are slowing down your metabolism and you're down-regulating your hormones by doing these extremes. Your body adapts to these low, low extreme calories. So when you go on the opposite end of it and you're not doing it in a methodical, healthy way to increase your calories like you would in a reverse diet, you're just going off the deep end until the next extreme diet, your body doesn't feel safe. It's like, what the heck's going on with all this extra food? I'm just going to store it as fat because she's only been giving me 1200 calories to live on for all these months. So it doesn't use those extra calories for fuel. It just, you pack it on, right? It just saves it for a rainy day. So our bodies are really smart. We can't outsmart our metabolism. We can't outsmart our hormones. 
that's just how it works, unfortunately. And so again, you know, I learned the lesson the hard way by losing the weight, gaining the weight so many times, so many times. And I tell this to people all of the time (laughs) in my clients, my Facebook group, my friends, you know, if you don't listen to the signs, your body will make you stop. Your body will make you stop. And twice, my body made me stop. My baby, my body made me stop dieting. It made me stop doing these extremes in the form of once developing borderline Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. And the second time getting injured and pregnant. (laughs) Well, my body, you know, I believe that it's really your body telling you, hey, it's time to stop. It's time. You know what? You're not listening to me. I'm going to make you stop. You're injured. You're not listening to me. You're running yourself into the ground. You're burning the candle at both ends. You're barely eating anything. You're stressing like a maniac. You're, you're training like crazy. I'm going to make you sick so you stop. I really believe it. I really believe that our bodies, if we don't listen to it, it will make us stop. And unfortunately, most of us wait until it's the worst until we have diabetes, until we have heart problems, right? We see this in our parents. We see this in our grandparents, our parents, our aunts and uncles. We see them in their 60s develop these health issues that could have, not all, but maybe some of them could have been mitigated by just having a better lifestyle, a better relationship with food, more consistent exercise over the years, you know? Not all of these extremes, And so we tend to wait until it's the worst possible case scenario to take action as humans, right? So my advice, if I could give my younger, you know, 20-year-old Trisha advice, I would say a lot of things. I would say a lot of things. But one of them would be, you know, the extremes, they work, but they don't last. They don't last. Stop being afraid of carbs, Stop being afraid to take a rest day or to take time in between your diet to recover, to reverse and be able to eat more calories. And the magic really happens in those intentional breaks, not the breaks in your diet where you're going off the deep end, eating everything, going out to eat all the time, saying F it, drinking, you know, whatever. The magic happens when you really start to heal your body. And you really start to heal your metabolism. And for me, again, that came in the form of being injured, of, you know, the other time a couple years ago, developing the autoimmune disorder. And really what it meant was intentionally increasing my calories, intentionally resting more and training less, intentionally eating more carbs, intentionally decreasing inflammatory foods, fried foods, sugary foods, all of the junk that we love to eat in between our diets, right? And being okay with being a little fluffy in between those dieting seasons, gaining a little bit of weight for the sake of healing my body, healing my metabolism. It's not comfortable. Nobody likes their clothes to fit tighter. Nobody likes to see the scale go up. I understand. But the other side of it, if you can get through that uncomfortable time, the other side of it is weight loss that becomes so much easier. Weight loss that becomes so much more sustainable. 
weight loss that becomes so much more enjoyable because you can eat so much more while you're losing weight. You don't have to kill yourself. And now I'm at the point, I think I mentioned this in my other podcast, the first episode where, you know, I'm eating like 2,300 calories, 2,200 calories, and I'm still losing weight. Now I'm a pound and a half from my pre-pregnancy weight. And it's easier than ever for me to lose weight because I took years off of dieting. Would I have done it if I didn't get injured? Probably not. (laughs) That's the reality. And I know some of you may be in the same boat, but don't wait until your body forces you to stop. You know, if you feel like you are struggling to lose weight and you keep doing these extreme diets and nothing seems to work anymore and you're constantly tired and you constantly have no energy, no matter how much you sleep or how much coffee you drink, or you feel like you're, you're always, you know, dragging, you know, that's a big sign. That's a big red flag that you need to make a change. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, man, maybe that's me. Maybe I've been doing these extremes and doing this yo-yo diet really hard and then fall off the deep end. Please reach out to me. Send me a message. (laughs) I would love to help you. But if not, I'm going to keep sharing more through this podcast of how you can heal your metabolism just like I've been able to do. But hopefully you don't wait until the worst case scenario. You catch it earlier than that. So I am going to leave it at that for this episode. And let me know, guys, what other questions you have around this. If you'd like me to keep sharing this journey about weight cuts, extreme diets, all of those type of things. I have a million stories. Maybe on the next episode I will or one in the future talk about some of my worst weight cuts ever because there were some bad ones, (laughs) really, really bad ones. Um, And yeah, I'll keep sharing more. So drop your questions, send them to me, reach out to me, leave a review, and I will talk to you all next week.